0: The Old Testament reading for the second Sunday after the Epiphany is from the book of the Exodus, the 33rd chapter. Then Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, Bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. Now therefore I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way, that I may know you, and that I may find grace in your sight, and consider that this nation is your people. And he said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then he said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight, except you go with us? So we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. So the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken, for you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. And he said, Please show me your glory. Then he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he said, You cannot see my face, nor shall any man see me and live. And the Lord said, Here is a place by me, and you shall stand on the rock. So it shall be, while my glory passes by, that I will put you in the cleft of the rock and will cover you with my hand while I pass by. Then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. This is the word of the Lord. He sent uh, his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. The epistle is from St. Paul's letter to the Romans, the twelfth chapter. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith, or ministry, Let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching. He who exhorts in exhortation. He who gives with liberality. He who leads with diligence. He who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice, and weep with those who weep be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the second chapter. On the third day there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding and when they ran out of wine the mother of Jesus said to him they have no wine Jesus said to her woman what does your concern have to do with me my hour has not yet come his mother said to the servants whatever he says to you do it now there were set there six water pots of stone according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing twenty or thirty gallons apiece. Jesus said to them, Fill the waterpots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, Draw some out now, and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. When the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and did not know where it came from, But the servants who had drawn the water knew. The master of the feast called the bridegroom. And he said to him, Every man at the beginning sets out the good wine, and when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior. You have kept the good wine until now. This beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. We confess our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Songs of thankfulness and praise Jesus, Lord, to thee we raise, manifested by the star to the sages from afar. Branch of royal David's stem, in thy birth at Bethlehem, anthems be to thee addressed God in man made manifest, manifest at Jordan stream, prophet, priest, and king supreme, and at Cana wedding guest, in thy God had manifest, manifest in power divine changing water into wine anthems be to thee addressed god in man made manifest manifest in making whole palsied limbs and fainting soul manifest in valiant fight Quelling all the devil's might, manifest in gracious will, ever bringing good from ill. Anthems be to thee addressed, God in man made manifest. Sun and moon shall darken be, Stars shall fall, thy heavens shall flee, Christ will then like lightning shine, All will see his glorious sign, all will then the trumpet hear. All will see the judge appear. Thou by all wilt be confessed, God in man made manifest. Grant us grace to see thee, Lord, present in thy holy word. Grace to imitate thee now, and be pure as pure art thou, that we might become like thee at thy great epiphany, and may praise thee ever-blessed, God in man made manifest. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Jesus said to her, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. This is the word of the Lord. The blessed mother of our Lord is both a picture of the Holy Church and her mother. Therefore, when she pleads with Jesus, to solve a problem that is certainly not his to burden. She is you of the church, who are granted the privilege of calling upon Christ in prayer. Likewise, when she speaks to the servants, she commands, not entreats. She entreats her son and Lord, but she commands the servants. As she commands them, She also commands you with the authority only a mother can muster. Whatever he says to you, do it. The problem of a wine shortage during a wedding celebration is certainly not that of Jesus, nor is it really even the problem of St. Mary. After all, it is not her wedding to host. For Saint John records simply, and the mother of Jesus was there. She is in attendance at the wedding. She identifies a problem, and she entreats her son to make this problem his. For when Jesus makes a problem his own, the problem ceases to exist altogether. As with many requests, the Lord will always give that for which he is asked or something better. The patriarch Moses is bold to ask much of the Lord. He asks for a helper, a request made before and answered in the ordination of his brother Aaron. The Lord relents, making Moses' problem and indeed the problem of the entire camp of Israel, his own. He gives a helper in his own person. My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. No helper will do for the Lord's children, but the Lord himself. Moses then grows even more bold requesting, please show me your glory. On this occasion, Moses is not granted that for which he asks, but instead is granted something far better. What he asks is that the Lord make his problem Moses' problem. However, this will not do. Moses cannot see the glory of the Lord for that would consume him. What is better is that Moses see the goodness of God, know him, and live. St. Mary is bold to ask that Jesus speak with somebody or do something and rectify the lack of wine. This, like Moses' final request, the Lord will not perform because he desires to give something far superior. He responds rightly to his mother, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. The question answers itself. The lack of wine has nothing to do with Jesus as a man or as the son of God in flesh. It has little to do with his purpose. His hour has not yet come. There will come a time when creation is restored, when the wedding celebration will never end, and when the cups of all his faithful will overflow. A time, indeed, when there will be no shortage of wine. Now is not yet that time. Indeed, his response and his mild rebuke of St. Mary echo that which he says to the disciples in the upper room. I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Notice, however, that Mary is not dismayed by his response. In fact, her response is that of a faith which trusts that even though Jesus seems unwilling to do that for which he has been asked, he will do something better. And he does. He does not speak to the master of the feast, nor does he run out quickly to purchase more wine and return as the savior of the party. Instead, he performs a sign, the first of many, that shows him to be not the Savior of this local party, but of the world. He provides an abundance of choice wine above all others, and with it a foretaste of the blessed wine of heaven. Thus, when St. Mary commands the servants, she commands you, the church, as well. Whatever he says to you, do it. Like the patriarch Moses, St. Mary understands that Jesus will give to her that for which she asks, or something better. She has asked to see his glory, but she will only be permitted to see his goodness. As in the case of Moses, this ends up being a better result for her and for all involved the hour at which all will see the glory of God, the ninth hour on the day before the Sabbath, on a rocky hill outside Jerusalem, has not yet come. This command of Mary is the urging of faith. Faith follows Christ to where he goes, does the things that he does, loves the way that he loves, and obeys in love. What he commands. Whatever Christ says to you, do it. Not out of obligation, but out of tender faith and love. You know that Christ is willing to make your problems his problems. If you doubt this fact, recall his baptism in the Jordan, in which your sins were grafted onto him. Indeed, the only baptism wherein the candidate leaves the water more filthy than when he first entered. Yet even a more potent willingness to take on your problem, a more potent image and description in fact of this, is his broken body upon the tree, an icon of the ultimate willingness of God to show you not only his goodness, but also his glory in removing from you the one problem above all. The church and her Christians do what Jesus says. The church baptizes because Jesus had said so, knowing what riches this holy water affords to those who receive it. The church hears the words of Jesus because he has so requested, knowing that the words of the word are life. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. The church receives the body and blood of Christ in the holy Eucharist because Christ himself says, "Take, eat, and take, drink." Knowing that this holy food is what will sustain the body and the soul unto life everlasting. The church prays because Jesus has asked and because he has promised to hear, knowing that whatever for which is asked will be given or in its place, something far greater. The request really is a simple one We have run out of wine, and I am worried. You be worried, too, and get some more. The answer is better than the request. Every man at the beginning sets out the good wine, and when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior. You have kept the good wine until now. He does not prepare provide more wine that may, like that before, run dry as a result of the festivities. He makes the trivial problem that has nothing to do with him have everything to do with him and provides a solution better than that which was requested. He provides wine that does not end, and the best wine at that. How fitting that this first sign takes place at a wedding celebration. For Christ is the bridegroom himself, who has come to redeem his bride. He is the star of the celebration of creation and the feast of heaven. He provides unending wine for the eternal celebration in the marriage hall of God's kingdom. Now and for eternity, the water of holy baptism finds its culmination and consummation in the fruit of the vine that is his holy, innocent, precious blood. Like the wedding in Cana of Galilee, the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom takes place on the third day. This is, of course, not merely a reference to the passage of time, but to the eternal reality of Of the resurrection. The problem of no wine does not belong to Jesus and has nothing to do with him, but he makes it his in glorious fashion. The problem of sin and death has nothing to do with him, but he makes it his own problem by taking on the flesh affected by it and crucifying it in that very flesh. His glory is made manifest in giving the greatest gifts of God, gifts much greater than any for which man could ever think or hope to ask. The wedding feast of heaven draws near, dear children, and soon the trumpet blast will call you in. There, the good wine will never end, flowing forth from eternity on the riven side of the Lord, whose love has everything to do with you and with your salvation. Amen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in our Lord Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. For the Holy Church throughout the world, for all bishops and pastors, For faithful Christians in every land for the preservation of the faith and of pure teaching for the end to schism discord strife and heresy and for unity in the gospel let us pray to the Lord for all who suffer for the sake of Christ for the persecuted oppressed marginalized and martyrs of the faith and for the strength to endure all with joy and thanksgiving in the sure and certain victory of Christ, let us pray to the Lord. For all who serve in positions of authority throughout our land, for Donald, our president, Michael, our governor, all senators, congressmen, and legislators, and all judges and magistrates, for wisdom and integrity, for the pursuit of unbiased justice and the punishment of wickedness, for the peace, prosperity, and welfare of all, and for the defense of all lives, including those of the unborn, let us pray to the Lord. For all who suffer harm by violence and force, for all who suffer the effects of sudden and evil death, for all who reside in the way of harm by natural disaster, let us pray to the Lord for all wicked men and enemies of the faith, for all prisoners, for an end to all wars, famine, drought, disaster, and bloodshed throughout the world, and for the true repentance of all, let us pray to the Lord. For all enduring illness, loneliness, or spiritual distress, for the unemployed and the transient, for the impoverished and the destitute, For all in need of mercy, and for all who mourn, let us pray to the Lord. For the fruits of true repentance, for good works done by the servants of Christ, for all Christian households, for loving kindness and mercy among the saints of God, and for the bold confession of faith expressed through deed, let us pray to the Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, who was revealed to men from afar in the epiphany of a bright star and revealed to creation in the flesh of man. Now lead your holy people forth to behold you as you present yourself this day in flesh and blood for your beloved to eat and to drink. Grant unto your church that life-giving faith which comes as gift from your Holy Spirit. Hear us, we pray, and grant to us all that for which we would petition you and anything else you know we need or desire for our neighbor trusting in your mercy and promises for you live and reign with the Father and the Spirit ever one Holy Trinity now and forever amen Lord remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name